Hey, you're listening to the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast, where each week you'll hear me and my guests talking about the realities of life after kids. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast. Before I get started this week, I just want to take a moment to say thank you as always to everybody that tunes in and listens to the episodes. It's massively appreciated and I absolutely love to hear from you around what you think of the episodes and any thoughts that you have to share off the back of the subjects that I cover. So yeah, please feel free to reach out. My other ask is just that you go onto wherever you listen to the podcast and make sure that you subscribe subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. So this week has marked a year of me being back at work from maternity leave, which I just cannot believe. And when I realised that, I thought it'd be a really good time for me to share a bit of a review of how I have felt a year on of returning to work from maternity leave. Returning to work from maternity leave was one of the first episodes that I ever released when I started this podcast a number of months ago now and it's still one of the most popular episodes that I've ever released and actually I was having my half year appraisal at work recently which caused me to kind of stop and reflect on what that journey's really been like and how I feel I've changed as a person since having had Thea And it made me realise that I think that's something that's really important to share with you guys in a bit more detail, because my other episodes have been more focused on the kind of practicalities and how you feel about your initial return to work, and not so much how it actually feels once you're back and once you've settled back into a new routine and that becomes your new norm. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And then at the end, I'm also going to be inviting Curtis onto the podcast and we're going to be answering a couple of questions that you guys have sent through. This is going to become a popular feature, hopefully, on the podcast over the coming episodes where we're going to be answering some questions live um, that you guys are submitting through to us. I know that you all love a QA and a on my story, but it's really hard sometimes to answer questions with very much detail when you've only got like so many words that you can fit on a screen. So hopefully it'll just let us answer some questions in a bit more detail and you'll get to hear from his perspective as well as mine. So that's also coming up later in the episode. So I hope you enjoy. So we've had a busy week as usual, the weeks just fly by and that's something that I'm going to reflect on shortly. But we've just been away for the weekend. Um, It's going to be our last trip to the coast of this year and we just decided a bit last minute, let's just get away. We had Hudson all weekend. I said, let's just go. He's been at school. He's a month into starting school now. So we feel like we see him a little bit less because obviously he's at school every day and he only used to be at nursery two days a week. Um, That's been a hard transition for all of us. We just feel like we don't get as much quality time with him. So rather than being at home and just going around our normal routines, we thought, let's just go away for the weekend. So it was lovely to get away, but Thea hasn't been on her top form. She's had a bit of a cold, a cough that's going around, and she's been super, super clingy. I think she's going through a bit of a phase. So she's been a bit more grumpy than usual, but we still had a great time and it was nice to just get away and relax, which... We don't ever seem to do that often. So yeah, busy, busy, busy as always. I also finally submitted my final qualification submission for a new um, qualification that I've been doing recently. So basically the last six months have just been crazy between the podcast, running my Instagram account, working, having Thea and everything else that we do, plus doing the qualification on top of that. It has been a lot, but I'm just coming to the end of that 
hopefully now if I pass, um, just waiting to get my final results through and um, things should settle down a little bit more as we enter into my favourite time of year. So there was a bit of method in my madness around the timing of when I did the qualification and stuff that hopefully I'll be able to have a couple of months off some of this other stuff um, over like November and December in the lead up to Christmas and Thea's birthday and all that exciting stuff. So let's get into the episode today. So returning to work, I think one of the things that um, as a manager of lots of people and I've managed hundreds of people over the years of my career, um, I've heard people say is I lost my confidence when I came back after maternity leave. And I remember thinking, I can't imagine me losing my confidence because I am a confident person at work. Um, I've worked where I work now for you know, a reasonable amount of time. I feel like I know my job. I've got a good team. It's like, how, how would I lose my confidence? And even when I first went back after maternity leave, I didn't feel initially like I had lost my confidence. Um, I was able to pick up a very fast paced, busy, lots of responsibility job pretty easily in terms of, you know, getting back into the flow of it. And so I I sort of went into it thinking, am I going to feel like I've lost my confidence? And then thought, no, I don't feel like I've lost my confidence. It did feel a bit like I was playing catch up and I'd lost a bit of momentum during the time that I'd been off. But I certainly didn't feel like I was lacking confidence initially. But now, having been back a year and reflecting back on whether I have lost confidence... I think my view has massively changed on that. Um, And for me, the loss of confidence is not obvious, I don't think, to others. Because when I do talk about this with people who I work with, they're like, you know, you haven't lost your confidence. You haven't lost any confidence. You come across really confidently. But I think the thing about me is that I can come across confidently even when I'm not always. And that's my way of sort of tricking my brain in a sense of, act confident and you'll be confident and it does work to some degree but the way that the lack of confidence will show up for me which is what I reflected recently in my half year review is I'll always doubt myself first before doubting anyone else or anything else so for example if I think that um, I haven't seen a communication about something important. The first thing that I'll say is, I've probably missed it. It's probably me that's missed it, but I haven't seen this. Um, or for example, um, I'll say things like, it's probably just my opinion, but I don't think that that'll work. It's pro- and I'm, I'm sort of apologising for myself all the time. When in reality, in most occasions where I then say, I've probably missed an important communication, I haven't, I just haven't been sent it. Or, you know, if I say, it's probably just me that thinks this, but actually no, everybody else thinks it. So there's no real reason for me to be questioning myself. And I don't think I used to question myself anywhere near as much before I went on maternity leave. But now it's like the first thing I'll always do is question myself. And sometimes maybe not even ask the question or give the feedback if I think that it's just me that'll be thinking it. And and as I say, that's quite out of character for me. And I can't put my finger particularly on what's led to that other than um, the feeling that when I first came back, I did feel like I'd lost a lot of sort of momentum and time and everyone else did know more than me because I'd been out of the business for a year. And then maybe it's just that that's carried on or hung on or the fact that I do a full-time job in four days. So I do feel like I rush a little bit more than what I used to do. So maybe I would miss the odd thing here and there. 
but yeah, that it's funny how it sort of shows up in that way. Um, and it, and I do annoy myself sometimes with it, but I think, oh, I'll just, I'll just better say that at the start of my sentence so that it sort of offsets the chance that I'm wrong or I've missed something or whatever. Um, and I think just generally my mental capacity is totally different. Like I would have always had myself down as quite a sharp person on it, able to make fast decisions um, and be really relying on my gut instinct. Whereas now, like I can be in a conversation and I'll like lose my words or um, just not, my memory's not as good for things that have happened. Whereas like my memory used to be amazing and nothing got past my attention. Now it's a little bit different to that. So I feel like I have to be a lot more prepared, write a lot more stuff down. And I physically think that it's just because your brain has only got so much mental capacity. And now I've got fear you know taking up so much of my brain space all of the time like work and other stuff that I need to remember will naturally there's a smaller space for that and from a priority point of view it's probably not as high as it was before so like planning and preparation and making notes and writing everything down has become a lot more important to me than what it used to be because for me feeling like on top of things and that I know what I'm talking about is is a big important part of my job so there's a couple of ways that I feel personally that work has kind of affected my confidence um, a little bit, but I don't think it's massively detrimental. I just feel like I was better before, but the way that I come to terms with that is to think, well, but I've got Thea now and I'm still good at my job. So it's not that I'm not, it's just different. And I think over time, I'll probably just forget what I was like before, but naturally, you know, you still make that comparison. And that's something I talk to a lot of people around, actually, is like, try not to compare yourself to what you were before you had a baby, because you can't, you can't physically be that person now. So it's better to look forward. And I do try and do that. But you, you know, like any other human, it's natural to sort of um, realise that you're kind of looking back and downwardly comparing your current self to that and have to catch yourself and say, just stop doing that. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting really and something I hadn't probably noticed until I really stopped to think about it recently. And then the other thing that I would say is that I read something somewhere that women lose like a big proportion of like their career development on just a year of maternity leave. I think something like oh, it sets you back five years when you have like a year off and I didn't even have a year off, I had like nine months. But I totally get like the point around that because it's almost like from a career progression point of view, you can go on maternity leave in a really good position and then you walk out of the door and you're sort of forgotten about for the time that you're off. Rightly so, because there's somebody else there doing your job probably or the world moves on. And it's like when someone leaves, you know, you, you remember them for a couple of weeks and then you just move on. So I think that that does happen. And then other people will step into the space that you were in of, you know, the profile work that you're doing and everything else. And for me, I found that really hard to recover from. And I don't think anybody at work would necessarily say, oh, yeah, you, you're not you're not maybe at the forefront of our minds as much as you were before, but it's just how I feel. I just feel that other people have stepped up whilst I've been off and it's, it's been hard for me to get up to speed and also step back up into that place since coming back from maternity leave. So that that's a weird feeling for me because I would always be the one you know putting work first and you know all of that sort of thing and I just feel like my 
not my perspective's changed on it, but I physically don't have the chance to do that now because I've got other priorities that I have to think about. So I'm not saying I've lost five years of my career momentum by taking nine months off, but I can definitely see that you do lose a lot more momentum than just the nine months that you have off. And I think you have to fight really hard to get back into that place that you were before when you come back, which isn't easy when you're spinning loads of different plates. So there's some of the kind of reflections that I've had. And then the other thing that I would say is the weeks just go so quickly. I mean, I do four days and I'm doing my full-time job in four days. So it'll get to like Tuesday morning, I'll go to work. Often I don't see Thea during that Tuesday to Friday period. Um, and it just flies like so quickly that I get to the Friday. And I, and I always say to Thea when I put her to bed on the Friday, Thea, it's just three days, just you and mummy now. Like I'm with you for three days. And then it gets to like the Monday night of me putting this bed and I'm like, how on earth am I back here again now? And it just like, since I've gone back to work, time has just massively, massively accelerated with regards to like time with Thea. And I know that's natural because you're busy and you're at work, but it just makes me sometimes think like, oh, like time's just going so quick and I can't stop it from going that quick. And when I'm at work and I'm busy, it just goes like a thousand miles an hour, like a big blur. And then you're at the next weekend and the next weekend. But I am super grateful that I get to have that Monday off with you because that's mine and her time, just us two. Um, and if, if you follow my Instagram, Holly and Thea, then you'll know how clingy and close to me theories so by the time it does get to a Friday morning she can get really quite upset if she's been taken away from me or she's getting dropped off at childcare because it's like she's you can tell she's been affected that we've been apart you know a number of days by that point um so I do find that pretty tough on the Friday in particular but knowing I have that Monday with her no matter what is a really nice feeling um And I know I'm super lucky to have that. And that partly is the reason why the rest of the week just sometimes feels a bit out of control. But it's worth it for me to have that like sacred day with Thea where it is just me and her. And I am really, really grateful for that. So for me, I would always choose to have that Monday off if it's possible for that to continue. Um, And I know not everybody gets the luxury of that. I speak to so many mums through my Instagram that have been refused flexible working, the industries just don't support it. And I feel really glad that I had a boss at the time who was super supportive and agreed to me doing the hours that I now do, even though in some senses I am doing a full-time job in part-time hours, which is really challenging. So I don't know. I still don't feel like the world of work is set up to support mums necessarily and I don't just mean mums because I know dads appreciate flexibility as well but there's something about being a mum where you kind of want that extra time with your child and I don't know if it's just like society expectations or whatever but like Curtis has never said to me for example or I want to reduce my hours so I've got more time with Thea he might say that about Hudson because we don't have Hudson all the time but it just it just wouldn't occur to him to do that and I don't know many men who do less hours I know some so it's not exclusively no men um 
that do less hours so they can spend more time with the child I feel like the mum feels quite compelled to do that like no one's put any pressure on me it's me that wanted that time with Thea but for men whatever reason it just doesn't seem to present itself in the same way so I am grateful I've got that flexibility I know lots of other people don't and I think if I was working five days especially the type of job that I do the hours that I do the fact that I'm traveling all of that is is really tough and I think if I did five days a week of it I don't think that would be sustainable for me um I'd just miss the too much and I'd find that really difficult and probably end up resenting work which is obviously a situation that I don't want to be in and so yeah there's just some of the reflections that I've had a year on from being back at work I am in a new routine this is my new normal And the one thing that is amazing that I never had before, bearing in mind that I've focused on stuff that I feel like I've lost to some degree, is no matter what has happened at work, no matter how hard the day has been or whatever, the minute I pick Thea up from nursery or walk in and see her, she is so happy to see me and like I'm her number one and work just goes out of your head because you just think, oh, you know, it gives you that perspective. It just makes you push all of that to one side and focus on time with her and then normally by the time she's gone back gone to bed even if I have to do some work after that like any stress or any thing that's been going on in the day has just gone because I've put some distance between it by Thea being there and that is the amazing thing about being a working mum I think um and I know not everyone chooses to do that. I literally take my hat off to stay-at-home mums because I could not do that at all. Like, I do love having a sense of purpose at work. It's a big part of my identity, as I said in the previous episodes that I did. But ultimately, having Thea when I come home is amazing. Um, and it literally makes me so excited through the day to know that I'm going to see her, even if it's sometimes a half an hour. Um, just seeing a little face just cheers me up. And I think lots of you other mothers will relate to that. I think lastly, before I finish this part of the episode, one of the things that I've definitely noticed um, through my coaching clients that I, that I work with and also um, just speaking to people through my Instagram and etc., people do, I think, get a different perspective when they've been on maternity leave. So like having a year off in many cases, even six months, nine months, I think people have the first break that they'll ever have in their career of like proper time off where they get to step back and reflect on how much they really love the job or don't love the job as the case may be and really reflect on like what they want to do in the bigger picture and I think a lot of people still stay stuck where they are even if they're not very happy just because it feels like well I've got a nursery bill to pay I've got a mortgage to pay mortgage rates have gone up everything's expensive and so I find I've got I've worked with lots of coaching clients who just feel like they're stuck where they are they don't love the job anymore. Going on maternity leave has, has made that even that feeling even clearer to them, but they just end up back there and dread going to work, don't look forward to Monday mornings or whatever day it is that they go and just go through the motions to get the paycheck at the end of the month. And my advice to anyone in that situation is do something about it because you spend so many hours at work and once you become a mum, those hours at work are, are hours taken away from you and your child's time together. So do something about it. There's millions of jobs in the world. There's millions of things that you can do. But just thinking, oh, I won't be able to possibly do that. And going back to the confidence piece around, I've lost some of my confidence because I've had a baby and stuff. I just think people get stuck 
where they are and, and don't look at the bigger picture of what they might be able to do. But for me, if I'm going to spend all of that time away from Thea, I want it to be doing something that I really enjoy and feel fulfilled in. And if it's not, I just don't think that you should stay where you are and you should reach out for help if you're not sure what direction to go in because you'll blink your child will be 18 and you'll be getting to retirement age and we all just get one life. And I really do think that particularly when you're spending so much of a proportion of your life at work, you should be doing something that makes you happy. So yeah, if that resonates with you and you're stuck, please reach out to me and let's have a conversation because I'm really passionate about helping women, especially who've had babies and have lost the confidence, but know that they're not where they want to be with a career to make some changes because anything is possible for anybody. So I just wanted to finish this part of the episode on that note. I'd absolutely love to hear anybody else's experiences of returning to work, whether you can resonate with anything that I've said, whether you've got any other thoughts to add. It's a really good conversation that we can continue. And I hope you found it useful with me just sharing some of the feelings that I've had when I've reflected on my first year back at work. So shortly, we'll invite Curtis onto the podcast and we're going to answer a few of your questions that you've submitted to us. Okay, so Curtis has now joined me on the podcast. Welcome. Now then, you're right. So we're going to be answering a couple of questions that you guys have submitted. But just before we do that, I thought it'd be worth just bringing Curtis in. So I've just been talking about like my reflections on my return to work. I've been back just a year now. Can you believe that? From work, from maternity leave? Yeah, Yeah, this week. Um, And I was just saying that obviously I'm part time now. So don't work Mondays. But that. I wouldn't really ever want to go back full time. So like having that time off with Thea, but I was like, it's unusual for dads to do that. But why do mums feel that they should and need to take time off or want to? But I don't think that's ever occurred to you to do that, has it? What to take time, what to go like part time to spend time with kids? Yeah. It's just not a thing. Why is it not a thing? It's not a thing, is it? Why though? It's just not, is it? That's never been done. I don't think ever. I mean, it might have been done somewhere. <laughs> I'd like any, I'd like yourself or any of your listeners to, to bring me a man <clears throat> who's done that. I don't think that's ever been done. But w- w- do you not? Would you not want to? If financially, I don't think my. I, don't, I think you're asking the wrong sort of person because I think my job. I couldn't. It wouldn't allow it, and the, the industry I'm in, I don't think I'd allow it. Where one day I could just be like, right, on Mondays I don't work, or Fridays I don't work, because it's like. I'm in person, aren't I? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not saying you're not. You, you are in person, obviously, but you work from home some days. Yeah, but your industry doesn't allow it. But I just mean generally, like, I don't think men do that, do they? Whereas, like, I felt like, oh, I want more time with Thea. I just don't think men... I don't know... I, 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 full stop, I don't know any blokes who do, like, four-day weeks. Mm. Maybe if you... Probably if you're super rich. But then, no, because you're grafting out time, aren't you? Just don't sit. No, it's not a thing. I don't think. Well, I mean, I think it is a thing, but I was just wondering <laughs> from your perspective. Uh, I would. Like, I think financially, if I were financially, well, yeah, I think I think you financially allowed me to. Then, yeah, maybe I would. Is that the end of your? Yeah, I don't really know subject? what else to say. <laughs> like, what was the question? Why don't men do it? But are you just bringing it up in topic? Yeah, I'm just bringing it up in topic. Just I don't know many men that do it, and I feel like more women feel that it's their role to do that when they go back to. Well, work. how would you feel then? Say me and you like work nine to five Monday to Friday, and then and we earn the same, so we're a level playing field. Mm. And then I said to you, I'm going to drop Fridays now. 
I'm not going to work Fridays because I'm going to spend it with our children. You'd feel like you've done dirty. You, you would feel like maybe I'm a bad mum. Oh my God, is yeah, it my why partner's do, what, doing so it? What, but why don't you feel like that then, that I've dropped Mondays? What, that I'm a bad dad? Yeah. Because that's the norm, isn't it? And I, I've never really thought about it. Like, that's the norm for the woman to do that, isn't it? Like, this isn't me being sexist here, like saying, oh, the woman has to be up, like, but that's quite that's quite normal, isn't it? Like, I've heard of that before, like, oh, I'm dropping to four dates to be with my child. Yeah, but all I'm saying is I don't understand why it's the norm, why, why it is on you the woman. You could say that about anything, though, why is I don't know, I don't know. Well, anyway, should we get into these questions? Right. What a fr- what a start! You didn't expect that, did you? Curtis never gets prepared with any any uh, any. There's no point in. in you even just said, "Don't show me the questions before, yeah, though." Yeah, because you want it authentic. One of these is going to make him squirm. Though, I can tell you that yeah, right now. Sex one. But I thought this is a good question for you because I can't relate to it growing up as one of four. I have no <laughs> idea. But the question is, I would love to know how Curtis felt growing up as an only child because I have just one child and I'm constantly told that. They will be lonely because an only child is lonely. This is proper silly, but it's like me saying, "Do you miss having four arms?" Like if I ask you, like, "Do you do you miss having four arms?" I've never had it. So, so, so your child, like, won't they? They won't know any different. And people always, oh, I bet you were lonely, weren't you? No, like I had friends, like. <laughs> I did speak to people. I wanted to were a close. Like I had cousins as well that are similar age to me, so like family parties and family stuff were fine. We were always with my cousins, um, and I had friends. Like and also you, 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 you little and you'll probably get spoiled quite a lot as well. Like, like quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I got. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I was spoiled as a child. Far from it. But I, I don't think I ever went for old. Do you know what I mean? Like, and your child won't know any different. Like, you can't say, oh, do you miss not having a brother? Someone says to me before, oh, do you miss not having a brother or a sister? It's like, well, I, n- I never had it. Like, h- how can I miss something I've never had? Mm. So I-, I think you're over... I think you're... You say this to me, aren't you? You, you always say this to me. You worrying about a situation that's not even going to occur. Like, that's not a thing. Mm. So you, do, you don't need to worry because your child won't even be thinking about it. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's I know a lot of my friends have stopped at one child just because they feel like they still want all the other things in their lifestyle and having any more than that would be really hard. But mm. that th- that is the thing that people say. And to be honest, I do get it because I am from one of four. I grew up in a really busy house and when Hudson isn't with us, he is, um, Thea is an only child half the time and that does upset me. But that's because I've seen the side of having siblings. Whereas Curtis, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't, or you wouldn't no. see it because that's that was your upbringing. That wasn't mine. So I, I can see why people think it, but I can also see what you're saying, which is that's us putting the thoughts onto the child, which are not mm-hmm. valid because the child won't know any different. No, your child won't know any different. Mm. Is that um, the one that make me squirm? Or? No. Oh, okay. So a couple of questions about this, which is. How is Curtis coping with Thea being such a mummy's girl? My little girl is the same and my husband's really struggling with it. Is, and it's been quite bad this weekend, so uh, that is very timely. In the order of p- people who Thea loves, it's Holly, Hudson, my mum, and then I'd probably say me, but I'm I'm on a par with my dad. Probably me just over my dad, isn't it? Like, so. But the thing is, I know it's not going to be forever. Like, give it a year or something like that and she'll be all over me. Like, it might be a point where she's like a daddy's girl, so I won't, I won't, if I were that bloke, 
if that's your only child, I think it's a bit easier for me because Hudson's all over me, isn't he? Like, mm. daddy, 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 daddy. So I think it's a bit easier for me. But if you're speaking from a perspective where <clears throat> that's your only child is that little girl and then the little girl just prioritises the mum, then I can see, then it'd be like, I love this child so much. Why is this child not giving me that back? But your child doesn't know... Your child won't be worried about your feelings, will you? I'm talking to the bloke here more than I don't like... I think give it time, like your daughter will be all over you, like soon. Do you know what I mean? So just just give it time. It is what it is. It's the nut. I think that's the nut because we were at a wedding one with yeah. the other week and the brat, the groom, sorry, were giving a speech and he said uh, he would take him, he would take it, make a bit. He was saying, oh, when she wants to know me. So, so genuinely, it's easy for me to say, like, oh, it's all right for you to say you've got another child and. <sighs> It's like, yeah, when, it's like when someone's depressed and you say, don't worry. Like, oh, yeah, I think because you've got Hudson, like, you know you know that you're a dad that your child loves, so you're not mm. really worried. If you if your first experience of having a child was how Thea can be sometimes, you might... I think she only does it as well when you're there. Yeah, that's true. Like, when, like the other morning I sent you a video and she's, she fell asleep on me. Like, she fell asleep, we go swimming, she loves it. She's all over me. So it's when Holly's here, obviously, yeah, she, she, she goes more to Holly, but I know Thea loves me. It's just when you're here, I don't normally get a look in, do I really, with her, but... No. And it, it, and it somebody else asked, her, how do you cope with it? And I find it hard sometimes, like, this weekend, Thea just won't go to Curtis or go anywhere. And it's all on you then, and it is hard, but then I think I wouldn't have it any other way, because if she was going to be that way towards one of us, I'd would rather it was me. Mm, yeah, well, I would, we, I would we, do feel... We way, make right? jokes, don't we, about it, like we say, Thea, when Thea's a bit older, she'll, she'll try and... Oh, uh, split us up. She'll try and split us up, because Curtis will... Sometimes she'll, she'll push him out the door, as if Thea, to say, can, can I just live here with Mummy on my own? I said she'll be putting girls' knickers in his bags uh, and say... Mum, I think Dad's cheated on you to try and get him out of the house. Dirty man, get him out. Thea's favourite time is when Holly's sat on the sofa stationary and Thea can just walk around living room or kitchen and Holly doesn't move. That's her favourite time at day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, when, she, when she's got my full and divided yeah, yeah. attention and preferably when it's just me and her, yep. that's when she's in her element, isn't it? Agreed, but yeah, give it time, pal. <laughs> okay, and then the last one, this is the one that might make you squirm a bit because he doesn't like this getting brought up at all. So somebody's asked, how will you both decide if, if you have another baby? Oh. I would like another, but my pan doesn't. Okay, this is literally like, end this episode now. I don't want to have this conversation. Pause. So the question, how how will you decide to have another baby? I want another one, but my pan doesn't. You just have to sit down and talk. Sit down and have a conversation like adults and just... I think you both just have to sit down. Like, like if Holly came and said that, I could only use my my like. If Holly come and said to me, "I want another baby," then I'd sit down and be like, "Why? Like, why do you want another baby?" Right? Because and, you and don't either, do you? So no, I you're don't, in no. a bit of that same no. situation as what she's talking about here. I think as well, like it might come across sometimes like oh, that's quite selfish on the on the partner, and like how can he say he doesn't want another child? That's so selfish, but. Maybe, oh, this sounds a bit nasty. Maybe you're being selfish. Like, if he really doesn't want another child, though, and, like, it's going to hurt him and put him out and make him feel awful, maybe, like, stop to think about how, it, how it's going to make him feel. And there's no right or wrong answer, but, like, if it, just see the reasons why. Like, just sit down and talk. Like, I think me and you sit down and talk, don't we, about stuff like if it's not crisis talks or whatever it is, but I think you just have to sit down and say, these are the reasons why I want a baby. What are the reasons why you don't want a baby? And I, th- I think if me and you ever had that conversation, we'd just have to have a bit like, this is why I don't and this is why you do and 
there's, there's, is there a compromise? I'm not I'm talking about a puppy at all, but like, yeah, is there's there... no compromise no. though, is there? That's the problem. No, but I think you just have someone to someone has up. to come all the way the other way, or one has to go all the way the other way. Mm. It's, it's very all, hard. It's all right, saying, oh, it'll be different when baby gets here, but yeah. it, but it won't because it will, it'll be as hard as what you think it's going to be. Yeah, that is a tough one. That I think you both just have to sit down as and, and just really talk and not argue, just say, look. Say it with me and Holly, look, say if Holly comes to me and says, Kurt, I want another child, and I would then to say, look, why do you want another child? Like, this is this is why I don't want another child, like. Mm. So, and you go from there. I thought it was going to be about sex, this question, when you said it'll make me squirm. Say, no one's God. asked a sex question this no, week, but they God. might do one another no. week, we just don't know, do we? God. Um, so, <laughs> to go back to your question, I think you both just have to sit down and be like, look, I need to talk to you. Like, I do want another child. Like, why don't you want another child? Like... Just, I don't know if this is good advice or bad advice, but you just have to sit down. Yeah, and have, I think, a dedicated conversation to it because if they, in passing, Curtis has said to Isn't me, it? for example, on several occasions, I don't want any more, and on passing on several occasions, I've hinted, I don't know if for definite, yeah. if I don't want any more, that's not a dedicated conversation. So I now think he doesn't, and, he, and I, I do know he doesn't, but, like, we've not a chance to chat about what, to your point, like, why is that, like, a bit more detail? Go serious, I think, you know, like, say when you both sat on the sofa what? at night and it's quiet, just... Just say, look, say it with me and Holly and I needed to... Bring would you plan the conversation oh, in? Would I? Oh, w- w- is that how it's best to do it? With Like, would you say, oh, what you t- probably can we do? chat about this tomorrow no. night to give time? Oh, God, no. No, but... <laughs> oh, God, no. Paul Bloke will be panicking all day and he'll be, he'll be sweating. <laughs> Just literally do it. Sunday night, you two are sat on the sofa. You know he ain't going anywhere. So don't do it on a Monday afternoon when he's off to golf or he's off to go... Tuesday night, he's off to go play fives or something like that. Do it. Do, do it when you know he's in the house and you're in the house and just say his name's John. John. I, I so just bring it on with no prior 100%, 100%. John, I need to talk to you. Like, mm. can I have a conversation with you, please? And then he can't be like, oh, I've got to go to my mum's. Sunday night, pal, at half eight. You know, you're not, oh, I can't go. Just, just do it. I'd do it then. My best advice would be say, look, can I have a conversation with you, please? I need to talk to you. And then when he says, yeah, yeah, why, what's up? Because he's going to panic, 100% he'll panic. Yeah, you might think then, oh, she's cheated on me. And then when she then says, oh, it, I'm, I'm, you might think, oh, thank God, it's not as bad as the thought 100% do that. Don't, don't pre-book it in. Don't have a calendar invite because you'll oh, have right. a shared calendar invite. Right. 100% no, because then all day he's going to be panicking. Okay. <laughs> but right. you'll be serious though as well. Don't be like, fancy another kid? Yeah, but do you know what? What do you think, what do you think do, about another kid? Can I just kid? say something? You know when we have a serious conversation, what do I always end up doing? Laughing. Yeah, and it's so annoying. I, I don't know why I do it, but we can be talking about something like crisis talks, like you've said, and I'm just do laughing. people know what crisis talks are? I don't know if people know what they are, yeah. but why have we had so many yeah, of them? Crisis talks. But yeah. I end up laughing and it's like, what are you laughing at? And it's like nervous laughter, but I can't stop myself. I'm even starting to get it now, just talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, Not okay. But thank you, Curtis, for sharing your You're top welcome. tips and advice there. Um, and every week, sorry, every podcast episode, so the episodes are every other week now, I will be putting out a question box. Let us know if there's any questions you want, either me or Curtis to answer, and we'll do on the episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. As always, let me know what you think. Drop me a message through on Holly and Thea on Instagram, and we can chat about your experiences. Thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget to go on wherever you listen to the podcast and subscribe and I'll see you all again soon.